0: So for those of you who are joining us online, we are going to be looking at the Sabbath and rest. And um, so we're going to look at at what the scriptures have to say now about the Sabbath and rest. And um, so many of you may have thought through the idea of of the Sabbath substantially more than um, what I mentioned at the beginning. And some of you may not know much more about the Sabbath than what I mentioned. Um, Today we're going to dive into the topic of the Sabbath and rest. We're going to look at the scriptural basis for the Sabbath seek to understand the principles of rest and determine what the application for us today should be. The Sabbath can be found in four main areas of Scripture the creation account, the old covenant, the new covenant, and the eternal heaven. And we're gonna walk through each of these major areas of Scripture to fully understand the Sabbath. So to start us off we're gonna look at creation and in the creation account God creates the earth in six days and then in Genesis 2, 2 through 3, we find that on the seventh day, God rests. So if someone could go ahead and read Genesis 2, 2 through 3 for me. I'll give you a chance to turn in your Bibles there. I have it on the screen as well. Can I have someone? On
1: the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all his work that he had done
2: in
0: creation. Okay. So the first thing we noticed um, is that um, the work of God is complete um, on the sixth day and then um, he rests on the seventh day. The work is finished though. Um, An important item to understand is that God did not get exhausted while he was creating, while he was doing um, work. Um, Like we get exhausted physically when we overexert ourselves. Um, he does not get tired. When Genesis says that God rested, it simply means that um, God ceased to work and um, it's the ending of activity. When I rest, I rest to regain my strength. and This is not necessary for our, our, our all-powerful God. The rest God takes here is a time to reflect on creation, a time where he does not need to create or work. We also notice that God is setting up a pattern for us to take part in. <clears throat> God resting on the seventh day gave Adam and Eve this pattern. They worked in the garden, hard manual labor, and God set the pattern for them to rest on the seventh day. Since the pattern is shown to us before the fall, we can understand that the principle of rest was meant for us. So to sum up what we learned about rest in Genesis, um, God created the seventh day for us as a day of rest, and it's meant to be a pattern for us to follow. While this first account of rest is the basis for the Sabbath, the Sabbath did not exist as part of the law until Moses recorded the Ten Commandments now we're going to go ahead and take a look at the Old Covenant, (coughs) and the scripture pertaining to the Old Covenant. Now when I say the Old Covenant, I'm referring specifically to the law written for the theocracy of Israel. Uh, Moses recorded the Ten Commandments on top of Mount Sinai as part of the Old Covenant law. We see the fourth commandment in Exodus 28 through 11, and someone go ahead and you can turn to your Bibles, Exodus 28 through 11 and someone can go ahead and read this passage, I've got it up on the screen as well.
3: Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in the six days the For in six days the Lord made the heaven uh, and earth, the sea, and all that is in it, in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy.
0: Thank you. So God clearly reveals his intention to set up the Sabbath as a day set apart for himself. We follow his lead in the creation account by taking Sabbath on the seventh day. We rest because he rested. The rest the Israelites took part in was a physical rest that was a shadow or a type of the rest to come this rest just like the old covenant law was fulfilled in jesus christ the hebrews were given specific commands with what to do with anyone who disobeyed the command to keep the sabbath as seen in exodus thirty-one and numbers fifteen so one thing um, to keep in mind is um, the israelites just um, went through a long time of slavery in Egypt, and um, God is reinstating in the Old Covenant um, this idea of resting on the seventh day, which I'm sure they were unable to do during slavery. Um, So now we're gonna go ahead and look at Exodus 31, 14 through 15. And this is what um, God commands to do with anyone who is caught disobeying the Sabbath, or not following the Sabbath. Can I have someone read Exodus 31, 14 through 15 for me?
4: Therefore you are to observe the Sabbath, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death, For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Uh, 50, for six days' work may be done, but on the seventh day there is a Sabbath of complete rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day
0: shall surely be put to death. So pretty serious stuff. Um, God commands um, anyone who does work on the Sabbath to be put to death. And the illustration for this is Numbers 15, 32 through 36. And um, basically there's a man who is wandering through the wilderness and he is picking up sticks. And I'm sure he's picking up sticks just to make a fire, which... How many of us have done that on a Sunday? (laughs) And um, they are found and brought before um, Moses and Aaron, and um, they bring this to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, The man shall be put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones outside the camp. And the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him to death with stones, as the Lord commanded Moses. So clearly God was serious about honoring the Sabbath. So that's just a snippet of the Old Covenant and um, what the Sabbath means for the Old Covenant. So now we're going to go ahead and look at the New Covenant, which is a covenant meant for everybody, and it was made through Jesus Christ. It only makes sense that we take a look at Jesus, what his, Jesus and his followers do when he comes to earth. There are specifically four New Covenant principles that we're going to be looking at this morning. And the first principle we see in the New Covenant is found in Mark 2.27, Um, You can go ahead and turn to Mark 2, um, because we're going to be kind of camping out there for a little while. So turn to Mark 2, 27. The principle is, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And this principle can be illustrated in the verses right before it. Mark 2, 23 through 26. everyone there? Can I have someone read Mark 2, 23 through 26?
5: One Sabbath, Jesus was going to the grain fields and as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisee said to him, Look, why are they doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? He answered, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need? In the days of Abiathar, the high priest, he entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat, and he also gave some to his companions.
0: Okay, so the Sabbath here was not meant to be a burden. The Sabbath was created for us as an opportunity to rest, not just so that we will have more rules to follow. Um, We see that the Pharisees were making the Sabbath a legalistic endeavor, and they had lost the true meaning of the Sabbath. They made it about the rules, um, and the law where Jesus points out that the Sabbath was meant to be a blessing for man not a burden again. <clears throat> so the second principle that we're going to look at this morning um, we see in the New covenant is Mark 2 found in mark 2:28 So the Son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath Jesus instituted the Sabbath um, he required death for disobeying the Sabbath, and he is able to nullify the Sabbath. One specific instance of Jesus showing himself as Lord over the Sabbath is found in Matthew 12:8 through 13. Go ahead and... Um, can I have someone turn to Matthew 12, 8 through 13? And someone else can turn to Luke 14, 1 through 6. Luke 14, 1 through 6. If you have Matthew 12, 8 through 13, you can go ahead and read that.
1: The son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? Then he said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand, and he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other.
0: So like we just learned, Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus transcends the law. The Pharisees' heart was um, impure, though their actions appeared to be pure. Jesus points out that while heal- well, healing was not even against the law, it's actually a good thing to do. Now the Pharisees um, had added, I guess, extra rules to the law, and um, healing, I guess, wasn't even, didn't exist before Jesus, and so they um, healing um, wasn't even one of the things that was against the law, but they're trying to basically trap or trick Jesus. Another passage that shows Jesus being Lord of the Sabbath is Luke 14:1 through 6. Can I have someone read that one for me?
6: It happened that when he went into the house of one of the leaders of the Pharisees on the Sabbath to eat bread, they were watching him closely. And there in front of him was a man suffering from dropsy. Jesus answered and spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on Sabbath or not? But they kept silent and he took hold of them. He took hold of him and healed him and sent him away. He said to them, Which one of you will have a son or an ox? Fall into a well and will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? And they could make no reply to it.
0: So again, uh, we can see how the, the second principle here, the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. While the Pharisees were trying to trap Jesus, um, they weren't able to do it. Um, and so, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. And the third principle we're going to look at comes um, from Colossians 2.16. And it's up on the screen up here. If you don't want to turn to it, you don't have to. Um, Therefore, let no man, um, no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink, or with regard to the festival, or new moon, or a Sabbath. So, those who pass judgment look at um, when you take, look at when you take the Sabbath, or what you do on your Sabbath. Um, the implication here is that the Sabbath is flexible. Each person may decide to do something different on his or her Sabbath. The importance is um, placed on why you take the Sabbath, not how or when you take it. Jesus, we'll be looking at your heart and your motivation for having rest. And um, so I just want to take a a quick couple moments here to um, look at individually what we do on our Sabbath. And um, if someone can volunteer to describe kind of what they do on their Sabbath. Um, As we see, the Sabbath is flexible and um, people can do different things to rest and relax. And I just want to kind of generate some conversation. So who can tell me what they do on their Sabbath? come to church
4: come
7: to church do do the best to try to um, spend time with the family and kind of get away from what would normally be the normal routine of life during the rest of the days you know be able to Relax and be able to be refreshed and focus on um, studying and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So what specific things um, do you do on your Sabbath in particular to rest and enjoy the day or have a kind of something that's different, change of pace? Take a nap. Take a nap. <laughs> Sit on the couch eating potato chips. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, for
4: her we said it was ice
1: cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff and I talked about this a little bit last night, and uh, you know I started thinking uh, often with the piece of property we have, my Sunday consists of or my Sabbath consists of yard work uh, to keep up with things. And uh, as we talked about, he said, well. What is there about that that could be rest? And uh, and I thought, you know, to some degree it isn't. It's certainly typically it would not be considered rest, and yet it is for me a break from the normal. It is a break from the work week type life I have, and to some degree I find it relaxing. It's a break from the normal and.
4: Maybe it isn't sacrilegious. Can I go along with that? It's my yard work. It's my time when I talk to the Lord more than any other place. I get more... uh, I get more spiritual rest in doing something like that than many things. Which I think is... And where we're going with some of this is the rest that we're talking about. Our Sabbath being a place where we
8: commune with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting is the complex in the, in the New Testament, Old Testament, they're an agrarian society. So the idea of farming, uh, working the land, the sheep, and all that, something some you do every day. Then the idea of rest being not doing that physical stuff. Interesting for us in our culture, we don't do a lot of physical stuff in our jobs, but all of a sudden the day of rest is shifting. We're doing something physical actually seems restful um, as the guys are talking, which I'd agree with. I think there's a sense that when you sit at a desk and work with people all day, somehow doing that physical thing seems more restful, and communing with the Lord, but it's a contrary culture which had an New Testament
0: too.
8: Mm-hmm. The, the, I mean, there
7: really seems to be, in what everybody said, something about this idea of, of fellowshipping with the Lord, fellowshipping with one another. It's a community with Him um, um, as opposed to just going off and doing something different. I think there seems to be a different issue there going on.
0: Yes. Good. Thank you for that um, conversation. So um, I guess the thing we can take away is that the Sabbath is flexible and um, the rest can look different for each person. So the fourth principle we're going to be looking at is um, can be found in the New Covenant is found in Colossians um, 2.17. Colossians 2.17. These are a shadow of the things to come. But the substance belongs to Christ, so the Sabbath is a shadow of things to come. We no longer um, need this, the shadow of rest when we have the real thing, which is Jesus. So, um, obviously, the shadow, the thing, to, the shadow, which is the thing to come um, that we're talking about here, is um, rest with Jesus, and um, which is a spiritual rest as well as a physical rest, and um, Jesus is the head of the church and therefore all the glory from our rest goes to Jesus. Um, Colossians 1 17 through 19 says, And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church, he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So the Sabbath is a commandment that originated in the principle of rest. The principle of rest was portrayed in Genesis during creation and became law in Exodus. Um, the Sabbath was just a mere shadow of the rest we will have in Christ and the future rest we will have in our eternal state. The principle of rest remains. Jesus is our rest. If you would go ahead and turn to Matthew 11:28 through 30. Matthew 11:28 through30. An application that we can find in the New Covenant. Um, I'm just going to land on Matthew 11:28 through 30 here and um, if I could go ahead and have someone read Matthew 11:28 through 30.
6: Come to me, all who are who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light.
0: So Jesus is the rest for our soul. The Sabbath was a blessing to man, rest from work, and a taste of Eden. Our physical rest now is a time for us to examine our life, see our sin, ask for forgiveness, Physical rest is the shadow of the rest our soul finds in Christ. The day we come to Jesus, we enter a permanent rest. Um, so I want to take a second and just um, brainstorm with me here. What does it um, look like to need rest? What does it look like I to need rest? Yeah, us. so like, <laughs> so, um, like spiritually, um, physically, um, there's kind of two parts to it. Um, but So there's, before you have rest, there's rest, what you do during rest, and then what it looks like after. So what is it, what does it look like to need rest?
6: You, you're, you're unclear, your thinking's unclear. Is you're it? you yeah, That's before rest, and then
0: after rest, you, your thinking is more clear, and you're able to I'm sorry, are you telling me my thinking thinking's unclear? Okay. I'm like uh I don't know how to explain it better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need more rest. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so your thinking's unclear.
4: <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what else when we look at Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest so what does it look like to be burdened or heavy laden you're weary
2: you're unable to having too many thoughts on your mind and it's really irritating and you just can't think straight and
9: to just put it all in the Lord's hands and trust him and know that
4: it'll work. When you wake up at two thirty, three thirty in the morning your <laughs> mind's just gone and going and gone. I <laughs> do
7: I think sometimes you know, we can almost get immobilized, maybe you know, maybe there's a lot of Anxiety, or, or you know, um, even frustration, maybe that you know we're dealing with, or something, and you know, the ability to be able to um, come away from that and leave it in the Lord's hands and pray about it and let it go. It's a time to let go of all those frustrations and things that have accumulated throughout the day. or this
2: week frustrations and all this stuff that you put in your brain, and then it's and just kind of
0: mm-hmm. all. Anxiety. It's, it's kind
2: of like restarting your computer.
0: Restarting oh, your no, computer. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it is a great idea. I like interview. it. It's, it's it's a, you know, because you accumulate,
2: no matter what, every time you open a program, it still keeps that memory in it. it. Even when you close the program, you've still got a little bit of memory set aside for that, and until you restart your computer, you don't ever regain it back. Computer.
0: So then we look to Jesus and we, um, we look to find our rest in Jesus. And then um, <clears throat> the next question, so then after we find our rest in Jesus, what does it look like for us? What, um, what does it look like to be rested?
6: refocused. Just like that. Yeah, for me, um I'm not gonna look at you anymore death when talk to <laughs> 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 For me, <it's>, uh, <laughs> for me I, I get I get a lot of my play, like Mick was saying, you know, and, and it's just, you know, I got all these things that I can't stop thinking about. And and the idea of just resting. Doesn't come to mind. I I think to myself, well, if I could just get those things done, then I'll be able to get refreshed. And Mm -hmm. and it's quite the opposite. So it's it's interesting. There's always something for you to get done. Yeah, yeah, that never stops. And
4: sometimes you can sometimes you can go take a nap and get rest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can go take a nap and you will not get rest because the burdens are there. They don't go away just because you close your eyes and shut out the world. that things aren't there. It takes a turning and asking the Lord to <clears throat> refresh you, to mm-hmm. maybe to there's something you've done or something going on in your life that you need to turn over to him. And then you really find the refreshment the refreshing in your soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something
6: that I learned when I don't
9: know, probably junior high, you know, just a lot of times, like, my emotions will drive the way I feel, and it's neat to um, look at scripture and just to, you know, take that thought captive and then switch from what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling at the moment in my current situation and transfer it to, you know, what does God say about it? And to, to just um, turn those things over to Him. And maybe sometimes it's, um, you know, in a few minutes I have to when it's really intense, or, you know, sometimes every day. But um, to just let God's Word penetrate my life and my heart to change um, my thinking so that um, it's not just, I'm not basing my um, reactions and my life and what I'm doing. Um, on my circumstances, but on His Word and His promises, and just to remember, um, our, our women's Bible study is just great, of um, remembering God's love, and remembering the Gospel, and what He's done for us, and um, who I am as a result of that, and um, that's one of the things, when I um, rest in Him, um, as a result for me.
7: Great. <laughs> so just to build on that, I mean, for myself, it, it It is that meditation on on the Word of God that allows me to think differently than how I was thinking when I entered into that time. So it it ends up with an outcome of um, contentment and satisfaction. Refreshment.
8: I think there's there's also a sense of realignment. I think there's a sense in life that we get off track. And somehow, as we have that rest, it realigns us into our calling, what's really important, um, what Christ is really after. Because so I just find the circumstances of life just distract me to get all this stuff done. And, uh, and that realignment occurs there, too. I also like Mandy's illustration, though, of a um, rebooting of a computer. Mm-hmm. I think there's that sense of when all I know is when all of a sudden nothing is working on the computer, I still try to make it work. And find out a sheer frustration, you turn the thing off. And the reason I want to do that is going to take too much time to get back to where <laughs> I was. <laughs> but I really discover if I turn it off <clears throat> and let everything clear, it's easier to work with the thing because it sort of reboots and realigns to what I'm supposed to be working on. Mm-hmm. So I like that rebooting of the soul. I mean, that's sort of a good eye concept for uh, what happens at that time.
0: Right, So Jesus um, takes our rest, or takes, I'm sorry, takes our burdens so that we can find rest in Him. Um, Satisfaction, intimacy, and fulfillment. These are just um, some things that are made possible by um, allowing Jesus to take our burdens from us. So um, now I just want to take a moment and um, just think back to a time where um, you were able to experience Jesus taking a burden from you when you were heavy laden and. he took your burden and um, what it felt like, and just um, a specific um, experience you had where you're able to find rest because of Jesus taking a burden from you. And if you want to, you can, um, in your tables, if one or two of you will just share like an experience of in the past week or past month or whatever, being able to find rest um, with Jesus taking your burdens from you. Go ahead and share with your tables. <laughs> well, I, I, I can give you lots of them. I could like take one of the films back. I give two. a I I
3: mean, I take a So, it's very my ability. Yeah, that I, I have experience <laughs> uh, taking a, a lady a donor to the bank, and we just needed a modernization. It should take about what twenty minutes. I
1: had so many so many things planned that day. All of
3: you know it and so just when I arrived at her house to take her up she promptly informed me that she has about 30 different things she wants to me to do. And the first one was I need to go to the food parlor and get my hair cutting done. God is and I agreed for you to really take me over there, go and, and I said, well, I'll do that, I'll, I'll that. It. So drop it I'll make some money on the, and on the journey. back, and she said, "Oh well, no, no, you have to so sit in there and rest, the I still struggle to with it, but
7: with me, it was like, just let it go. She said, uh,
3: not really you know, this Rob was robbed once before, and she's not going to sit in
10: there without somebody being there, so here I am, that will sit in with a couple of
3: elderly ladies that's never even been, that's
10: never even existed, they really just need to know, know what's in, in the world to put it in a place and, like, where are we going and put it in one place. So, you know, this is what my job is boiled down to. So, as babysitter, that's a bad term on rest. That's what it felt like Yeah, because it's, you know, what, world? World? Like a good, doing, like, what, what I um, you know, have you know, so many
7: more valuable things to do.
4: And, and then after you that, butter, so
3: you, so you know, there were like six feet. or seven other stops I examined at 30. And so feet. by the time I got done, I was like, hey, I'm very, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 that's right, all I'm doing. I'm going to be staring at the ceiling going, okay, so I can do so this. Because anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm just being used. And enemies. yet, yeah, really, yeah, you know, I finally got a hold. You know, I've been talking to my wife and I'm like, if I'm on my phone, then you'll forget yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, this is a, a down responsibility that they had to call yeah. me to do. And, yeah. you, know, there you, and go. you know, it's not like I'm. Yes. You know, just you know, know uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting hurt, physically, so or anything like that—it's just, you know—and so you know, reflecting and realizing, of the end, you know, something like, is wrong. And uh, when you're you know, a then lot just reflecting on what Christ did for us
0: and how he's always there for different. us because, because we have no the other first place to that go. Um, it's just always refreshing to know and to understand what he's done for us. And sometimes, you know, things are difficult But he always gives us strength. but It's during those times that I think that when we have to be dependent on.
9: It's Take a that. moment and
0: just wrap up what you're got at your tables
9: and to but it's
4: a and I, yes. and I'm sure and that like, you you've seen it just work. how you to set up you our and, our and our know, Or, see, I mean, just that got to the it gives me goosebumps. But it's like the just to same the the just you to know
0: Will really <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe there's a there, so. all right thank you for sharing with each other um, we're gonna move on now um, I think a perfect example of what it means to find rest in the Lord um, is shown in Isaiah 40 28 through 31 um, okay I don't have it up there sorry so go ahead and just listen um, Isaiah 40 28 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall be exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. So to summarize, the four um, principles we see pertaining to the rest to rest in the New Testament um, are the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. The second principle is the Son of Man is Lord even over the Sabbath. The third principle is that the Sabbath is flexible. The fourth principle is that the Sabbath is a shadow of the things to come. <clears throat> now we're going to go ahead and take a look at um, the eternal heaven and the um, So the um, language I'm going to use is um, for rest from here on out is that um, the here and now rest, which is the rest we experience today on this earth, and then the there and then rest, the future there and then rest that we're going to be experiencing in heaven um, when we are with Jesus for eternity. Um, The main passage we're going to be looking at um, here is Hebrews 4, 1 through 11. So you can turn there with me. Hebrews 4, 1 through 11. Can I have someone read the first five verses? So 4, 1 through 5.
8: Therefore, let us fear lest while a promise remains and entering its rest, any one of you should seem to have come short of For indeed, we, we have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them, because it was not denied by faith in this he heard. We have believed, into the rest just as he said. So I swore my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has thus said somewhere concerning the seventh day, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage, they shall not enter my rest.
0: So to enter rest, we must have belief. Unbelief makes us unable to enter rest. The Israelites that did not believe um, could not enter the promised land and therefore were unable to enter rest due to their unbelief. Um, Now verses 6 through 11. Can someone read 6 through 11 for me?
6: Therefore, since it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly had good news preached to them failed to enter because of disobedience, he again fixes a certain day today, saying through David, after so long a time, just as has been said before, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Harden your hearts, For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day after that. So there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works, as God did from his. Therefore, let us be diligent to enter that rest, so that no one will fall, through following the same example of disobedience.
0: Great. So if you look um, at verses 7 through 9, um, they point, it points to the future. David is referring to Jesus, um, whereas Joshua was unable to give the Israelites rest in the promised land. But entering rest in Christ is the fulfillment of God's plan from creation, as seen in verse 10. Um, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Um, the rest in verse 10 can be understood as quietness and gives a sense of a fixed abode or dwelling. This is an allusion to dwelling and resting with God for eternity. Now, um, I'm going to go ahead and um, imagine with me, if you will, just close your eyes or whatever you have to do to imagine. um, Imagine with me um, that God dwells inside a house. God is on the inside, and the only way into the house in the very presence of God is through the front door by giving thanks in all things. Once inside, um, you'll find... That rest is like a room decorated with joy, peace, satisfaction, fulfillment, and intimacy. Now, what is holding you back from entering into that rest? What is keeping you from entering into that room? Take a moment to think about what's keeping you from entering and experiencing true rest and um, just write it down on your paper. What is holding you back from entering into true rest? Is it a burden, like back in Matthew 11? Rest is confidence in our intimacy with God. Rest is satisfaction for our soul. Rest is tasting joy in the presence of Jesus. Rest is experiencing peace in the Lord's presence. Um, There's a few verses in Revelation I want to look at um, that kind of give a good representation of rest. Um, Revelation 21, 3-6. Can I have someone read Revelation 21, 3-6? It's on the board up here.
2: And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who is seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without pain.
0: So a good summary statement for that is Jesus satisfies our souls. um, And that is a form of rest. So Revelation 22, 16 through 17. Someone can read that one for me. Revelation 22, 16 through 17.
3: I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. For I, I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, Come, and let the <laughs> one who hears say, Come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price.
0: So this is the cry of our soul today, that the then and their rest, the eternal rest, would come through Jesus' returning. We long for our rest to be eternal in Christ. So when we look back through scripture, we see a clear example made by God in the creation account for rest. He specifically um, set up a pattern for us to follow by resting on the seventh day. This clear example of rest was so important to God that it became the law for the Israelites in the Old Covenant. Jesus gave a clearer understanding as to the intent of rest and how to find rest in the New Covenant. And finally, we see a clear future of our eternal state in a state of perfect rest the way God intended. So my conclusion is that Jesus expects us to rest here and now as a shadow of our eternal there and then rest with Jesus. While this may look different for everyone, our physical rest is a symbol of our spiritual rest that we have the freedom to partake in. Okay. So that concludes what I've found in the scripture. Um, And if there's any questions that you guys have, um, or any unanswered questions from the handout that we went over at the beginning, Okay. So go ahead and flip to the first page. True and false questions. What did you guys find for the answers for these? God commands us to rest. We have a true at the back table. Anybody else?
9: Earlier, it was more of an option of um, like you can rest, like
2: the sticks, you can't pick it up, or you could leave there if you really want to.
4: Because at this so point, we're not
2: bound by that law, that we made law in the old covenant, but it was fulfilled in the new covenant, so we are not bound by it. There is no, um, we're not going to get stoned
4: because we didn't observe this habit. Correct. <laughs> I think when when I first read it, I said, "I don't know." That was my initial reaction. But I was thinking of Sabbath. I wasn't thinking the word rest. I was thinking of the word Sabbath. And as we talked about it more, the rest became more apparent, and then I changed to yes.
0: Um, I think this kind of ties into the second question. Um, which might be a little more clarity. All Christians are expected to take a Sabbath or you could put in, take away the word Sabbath and to say rest. All Christians are expected to take in rest. And I
6: would say expected should probably be replaced with encouraged. I mean,
0: that's just, that was my take on it. Okay. Rest means that we should do absolutely no work that day. Um, why, why would you say false?
10: Well I think, I mean I think Dave and Mike both made the point, it, it, <coughs> rest for everybody is a little bit different, you know, for people who work behind a desk all day, maybe yard work is restful for me sitting around and doing absolutely nothing is restful because all I do is run around and do and do physical work. So I think for me, yeah, to just sit around and hang out and do nothing is very restful because I don't do that. But for people who maybe work in an office and don't do much physical activity and they're more of a mental all day long, all week long, for them to go home and do yard work or to pick something around the house or clean the garage, whatever, to them that's restful and peaceful. So I think to say that absolutely no work is to be done, I think that's kind of... Restricted? Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily true. In my opinion. It depends point.
6: point. I mean, I could speak about myself saying that if I sit around doing nothing, all I'm gonna think about is what I have to do. <laughs> <I'm not rushing. laughs> I've, I've got to get something to get my mind off of it I mean
10: so that's kind of I think that's a subjective personal question to somebody depends on what resting and meditating on God is it's rest from your six day work but it can only be
2: subjective or it can only be subjective if we go with the idea that um that we are no longer committed and it's just encouraged. Because if it is something that you're, like I don't know what your answers were or whatever, but if you are um, if you stick with the idea that we're commanded to do it, then there were, like you guys said, it, when it was law, there were, it wasn't subjective back then. It was not subjective to the Pharisees or whoever was following it back then. They had specific things that they could or couldn't do. I mean, look, this guy was picking up sticks. No one knew his heart. They considered that work, and so they stoned him. Um, so, like I'm saying, is that you can? I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but all I'm saying is that those two have to go together. As far as um, if that's subjective, then the expectation or the command of us now, today, having to observe a Sabbath, cannot be. What's the word I'm looking for? We are not. We we can't say we are commanded to do it, and then that that part's subjective. Does that make sense?
6: <laughs> yes.
1: So does that mean, then, that you're coming back saying it's that we are commanded?
2: No, my definition that I had given was based on Genesis 2, 2 through 3. I wasn't saying it from a um, subjective point of view. I'm you're not saying he's work. wrong. All I'm saying is that I, when I answered my rest question, I was answering it with what he had said in Genesis, as like a question rather than as a personal
6: answer. does work in Genesis 2, 2 through 3? God didn't work anymore. Well... That would be the consistent theme through what do we define work today what did he do or didn't do what did he stop doing
2: yeah i didn't take it as a personal
0: question but as a, yeah. a, a question a definitely. Yeah. okay um let's um, jump down to the discussion questions here why do we take a sabbath why do we why do we rest <coughs> What did you guys say for that?
6: Refresh, recharge. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. We acknowledge God in the
9: busyness of
10: life. Yeah. Realigning your focus. Reflection. Yeah. Intentional reflection.
0: Um, The third question, why would the Sabbath be so important that God would command death over not keeping it?
6: God has a tendency to know what man needs. I think it's also to keep keep your eyes fixed on, on your future eternity. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you're constantly focusing on that rest that that's coming, the, the what you call the there and then. The there and then rest. The there and then rest. Then it, you know you're gonna keep your you're gonna keep your um, ideals lined up throughout the rest of the week. You know? going you know, things are not gonna be as as drastically important to you as as they would have been if you're thinking about the there and then. You know, oh no, I've got to scratch my yeah. car or whatever. Well, okay, it's <laughs> not such a big deal anymore. Ten thousand years from now, whereas. So
4: we've been studying Hosea uh, uh, in the teachings lately and you can see what happens when you don't <laughs> find some kind of rest with the Lord in your life and you go so far away
5: mm-hmm. <laughs> I also think it was a big law thing um, a big identity issue for people of Israel um, there were some big issues. There are big distinctions between Israel and the rest of the people that day. Um, you know, like circumcision was a big deal. Like, basically, not safe unless you had your circumcised. And also, like, uh, the Sabbath is a huge uh, difference between everyone else and Israel. And so, it's keeping that identity of God's own people, uh, hmm. like, of obeying that Sabbath. That's why it's that important is because, you know, there's a couple key issues um, in the law that really keep the identity of the um, Israelites, as opposed to the other Gentiles you call them.
0: So I think we kind of answered what does rest look like practically, um, what we do on our Sabbath, or on our day of rest. And what are the spiritual implications of us not taking a Sabbath? Or not resting?
10: I think it causes us to our hearts to wander. If you don't have that intentional time to to focus, I mean, we usually do on a daily basis, but, I mean, if you don't set apart that intentional time to just spend time dwelling on Him and letting Him talk to you, I think you get so caught up in the world and, and everyday life that your your heart tends to just kind of wander away. And, and if you don't intentionally set that time to reboot or to re-put yourself back where you need to be, you're just gonna continue to wander and wander and wander farther and farther until you finally have that time to bring yourself, to recenter your walk with God.
5: Yeah. I don't personally, um, being in college, I'm sure you experienced this recently too, Jeff, um, while you are at Cedarville, it's kind of a, uh, it, college is much different than, you know, the Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 thing, uh, and if you really don't take time apart out of, you know, your busy schedule, because like weekends and stuff aren't just two days completely off, as opposed to um, a typical work schedule. This college is very um, outside of class time driven. Uh, apathy is a huge deal. Uh, just to kind of just get absorbed by busyness and life. Uh, and apathy can, for personal experience, really set in. So that's, yeah, one of the big implications which Big deal so it's a big deal happen yeah
7: I think just build on that um, the whole idea of not not remembering so it, it, it ties to everything that was was saying too but um, the idea of not remembering I think that's you know why we have been given remembering tools such as you know, the Lord's <laughs> Supper and everything like that is to remind ourselves of what matters most and to be uh, aligned with that um, you know, we're um, talking about purpose and you know, those things, you know, it aligns us to the things that matter most. I think
8: is the things, right way to say.
0: Well, any other questions or closing comments from anybody? Speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, let's go ahead and um, close in prayer. Mark, would you close us in prayer?
7: Yeah, sure. Father, we uh, um, can't help but have um, this time in your word and your power of your spirit uh, weighing heavily in each of our lives to reflect personally about the truths of um, rest and what it means for the here and now and what the here and now means for the there and then. Father, we ask that uh, you would cause uh, these words that Jeff's shared with us to weigh heavily in each of our lives to um, cause us to um, take these things that maybe um, each of us wrote down um, as it pertains to not entering into that room uh, where intimacy is found, in that house. and to call to attention in each of our lives the, the issue of being able to give thanks in everything. And Father, where that can't occur or hasn't occurred, Father, pray that you cause your spirit to break each of our consciousnesses to be able to address those issues. Um, Father, you asked us to give thanks in everything, and, and before and after that, have the ability to bring offerings to you in prayer peace that passes understanding and will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And Father, we just ask that that would be our, um, our, uh, just the uh, temperature of our souls. And uh, Father, may um, each of us be able to find our rest in you today. Thank you for Jeff and his hard work and his um, desire to want to please you through this Hot topic, Father, pray that um, you would just uh, uh, cement in each of our minds um, that which you would have us learn through this time together this morning. Uh, Father, pray that you go before the um, message this morning that you would cause uh, your glory to be um, extended as a result of both this time together and our time in the sanctuary together this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.